Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. Today, I am with my friend, Allison Gingrass. I'm so happy to be with you. I'm really excited to talk about your book and, you know, just share a little bit of life with you. Currently, for everyone listening, it is 9.23 p.m. We're both on Eastern time as we're recording this. So, Allison, you are such a soldier for meeting with me this evening. I appreciate you. I'm so happy to have you here. I am thrilled to be here at any time of the day. Oh, thank you. Oh, my gosh. You say that. Next time I'm going to send you an invitation. Watch, it'll be like 11 p.m. <laughs> but, Allison, I would love for you to share just a little bit about yourself and your story I mean, I don't want to ruin it. Uh, I'll let you share a little bit yourself, but I've, I've received your book, Encountering Signs of Faith, and it's beautiful. And as I was sharing with you before we recorded, my mom read the whole thing in like two days and loved <laughs> it. But I would love for you to share a little bit about yourself and, and your story for those that are listening. I think if any mother loves the book, that that's the only endorsement I need because moms <laughs> moms know best for mm-hmm. sure. So my, my story is, I was uh, born into a Catholic family, went away from the church as a young adult teen, met my husband when we were 16 and 18. And we've been together ever since 33 years married, 38 years together. It's just crazy. If you had told me at 16 that that cute guy that I was staring at mowing the lawn at the church instead of teaching first grade CCD was going to become my husband, I would have been like, yeah, no, but Worked out really great. We have been married for 33 years. He's a deacon in the church here in Fall River Diocese. We have three amazing children, two young adult sons, and the little girl that I adopted from China, whose story I tell in Encountering Signs of Faith. So I went away from the church for a while, and my husband and I tried everything to make ourselves happy, you know, buying things and partying, and nothing was working. And so I finally said, Should we try God? Because we met at the church. There might be something to that. And, <laughs> and it, there was, there was a lot to that. So we started going back to church, but I didn't really come full into the faith until somebody invited me to a Bible study, which I very kindly at the beginning declined and said, oh, we're Catholic. We don't read the Bible. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I was completely wrong again on that. And once I started to read the scriptures, I fell in love with the word of God. And then I fell in love with God. And I just wanted others to know how much they were loved by God and the story that I had missed. And so that's kind of where my where my ministry started, where my desire to share the love of God he has for us. And, you know, it, and I've been doing it now for, my goodness, over 15 years. And I just feel so blessed to be able to not only live this life of faith, but to share it with others. Wow, that's beautiful. I, I love hearing people's stories and hearing how the Lord operated in their life, especially when the Lord brings them back to himself, because it's always, I find that it's always, you know, it's not pushy. It's Mm -hmm. always just very receptive. Like the Lord is just waiting for us to come back. And I have, you know, a story of coming back to faith myself. And it's just beautiful to think about how God is just waiting. He's just hanging out. And I love you saying, you know, to your husband, hey, should we try God or something? <laughs> like everything else is not working. So yeah. maybe we should revisit this guy that we initially set us up. So maybe we should give it another chance. <laughs> and that that is like so, so wonderful. I, I know before we started recording, you shared with me that you have a sacramental with you. 
right now. And um, and I was sharing that I have a whole bunch around my desk and, uh, you know, like on everywhere in my room. And so I would love for you to share with us, like, what is a sacramental for those that are listening and what significance have they had in your own life? Hashtag Catholic swag. I have a lot of them. I absolutely (laughs) love them. I know. (laughs) They prepare us, our hearts and our minds, uh, our souls really to receive grace. They're not magic. They don't come with any particular blessing of their own. They are... uh, in, they're not like a lucky rabbits, but I am holding on to a beautiful sacramental. It's a picture of St. Therese of Lisseur with a little cloth that was uh, like just tucked into it that was touched on her relic. And mm. it's just a reminder. It's this tangible reminder that God is real. Like we're called to believe in an invisible God, and that can be very difficult. But he didn't make us with all these senses and then just drop us here on earth and say, good luck, I'll see you when you die. He gave us these senses, and then he gave us all these remarkable, beautiful ways to engage with him through those senses. And one of the ways he does that is through the sacramentals. We have rosary beads that we can feel, and you know, people... You can even hear them if you're really praying like quickly, like I have to mm. get, I have to get to work. Let me finish this rosary. <laughs> but you can, you, we could smell the incense. We can see the fire of a candle burning. And I signed to my daughter who is deaf that when we light this candle and you can see the smoke, we were lighting a prayer, you know, a candle at church and we're offering a prayer. I said, you can see the smoke bringing it up to heaven, you know, like just the angels kind of carrying up. I like these visuals of our faith being just carried to God. And then for him to not leave us here without any way of connecting with him physically, he Mm. gives us medals. And I wear a whole, you know, ensemble of saint medals around my neck. And sometimes when I'm having a really tough day, I just reach for them and just to feel that cold metal and just know each one of them has some special significance, like the crucifix and the miraculous medal. I feel so connected to my Lord, to my, to heaven. And I know that I'm not alone. So I think, I think of sacramentals as this tangible way of connecting with our, our faith in a way that we're called to not to not be afraid and not to not to feel alone. We're never alone. And if you need something to remind you, you can read the word of God. You can hold on to a sacrament. You can pray your rosaries. You can just so many beautiful ways that God gives us to connect to him. Mm, that's beautiful. Yes. And it's so, I love, I mean, they really are I mean, not to downgrade how wonderful they are at all. And maybe for some people listening, this will be an upgrade, but they really are just like the modern Pokemon cards of Catholic faith. Like I love, I just love collecting them. I love seeing beautiful ones. I'm like, wow, I just, I love, I found this beautiful medal of St. Padre Pio like years mm. ago that used to be from one of the priests in his order. And he like, supposedly touched it to his casket and I held on to it for so long. And I just remember, and I gave it to a dear friend who has a dear devotion to him, but now, but I, I just remember loving finding Mm. things like that. And I remember feeling so connected to that particular saint or, you know, or the Lord or whatever. And and for, and for that time, it was such a gift because I found it, that medal, just mm-hmm. in like a parish rummage sale where you find most things, <laughs> I love most it. beautiful things. And I just remember feeling so connected to St. Padre Pio for years, just from having that and being able to hold it and being able to pray, mm-hmm. you know, with him. And just like, it was just such a powerful thing. And I, 
And I, and I just love how that worked, especially, you know, in my experience, um, bringing me closer to the Lord through Padre Pio. That was such a beautiful experience. For you, I know that you've shared, you shared in your book in a way that sacramentals really helped not only you, but your daughter kind of learn more about the faith and the Lord. And I would love for you to share um, about that. So my daughter is adopted from China and at the time she was almost four years old and she's profoundly deaf, which means she has no hearing at all. When she was in China for that almost four years of her life, she was given no language at all. She wasn't even taught Chinese sign language. She was given zero language, but we got her home and I didn't want to wait for her to learn language to teach her the faith. So I had to really become creative. And at the time I had just finished my career as an early childhood educator. So I had all the bag of tricks of like, how can I bring the faith to her visually. Mm. So we would look at stained glass windows and we would look at picture books. We would, again, light the candles at church. And I would try to explain like this is bringing the the prayers to heaven. We look at saint cards, just all the different ways we could see the faith. And in doing so, I started to uncover things that I didn't even know. Uh, one, One of them I couldn't share with her, but I think is phenomenal. And I just learned about is the church bells are blessed. And when they ring, the grace of that blessing goes out to anyone who hears it. Wow. And that is a sacramental. Like it's preparing our hearts to receive God in his grace. And and many people who hear it won't maybe be open to it, but they receive that blessing anyway. And so there's just so many different ways that we can connect. And for her, it was it was exciting to see the faith through her eyes, to, to share statues and images and to teach her the rosary. My friend actually, because we have we use American Sign Language, I had it's really hard to hold the rosary bead and to sign the, the prayers to my daughter. So my friend crocheted roses, one blue and 10 red, and we would you know, move the roses as we sign the prayers. And it was just such, just a simple, beautiful way that this person kind of shared her faith with us and her talents, but it really allowed my daughter to fully engage in the rosary. So it's just really neat how all these different sacramentals can really open up our hearts to go deeper in prayer and in in our faith. Wow, that's beautiful. And and what's your daughter's name? Her name is Faith. (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh. That is, that's beautiful. Yeah. So encountering signs of faith is a fabulous play on words. I love that. Team's got it going on. They are beautiful. Okay. (laughs) Yes, they are. In the book, I call her Faithy. Her godmother gave her that nickname. And as I was writing the book, I'm thinking, I'm getting confused at talking about the faith. And which one and is my the, actual and, and my actual yes. girl, little girl. So in the book, we call her Faithy so that Wonderful. we can kind of keep it separate. But yes, because it took all the faith I had in the world. Mm. I, have, I have great anxiety. I actually have mm. super anxiety. So took all the faith I had in the world to get on an airplane and go to China. And at the time it was during the swine flu epidemic and just meet this little girl and feel like somehow worthy to be her Mm. mother. I felt very, very unworthy, but God is so good. And he's like, you don't have to be worthy. You Mm. just have to say yes. And I will give you every grace and blessing you need to do the work I call you to. And he's been super faithful to that. Speaking of faith. (laughs) Wow. Yes. That's amazing how God is like that. I'm telling you that guy, he is just like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to wait. I'm just going to, I'm not going to push myself on you. I'm just, I'm here when you want. 
when you want to come back, I'm here. That's beautiful. And when you need to be reminded of how much you're worthy and how much I love you, I'm here. Hello, friends. This episode of Ave Spotlight is brought to you by States of Faith. States of Faith is a brand for Catholics who love the rosary and are proud of where they live. States of Faith features high-quality products with images of your state outlined in the rosary, which is super cool. Get your state outlined in the rosary on a sweatshirt, t-shirt, coffee, mug, or sticker. The collection includes all 50 states plus Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico. Every state design has the crucifix of the rosary intentionally placed on the state capitol, which is such a beautiful detail. Entrust your state to Mary's intercession and represent your state and faith at statesoffaith.com and use the code AVESPOTLIGHT15 for a 15% off your order. God bless. I'm curious, what is Faithy's favorite way to pray? What is like her favorite sacramental? What does she enjoy the most? She really likes lighting the candles at church. It's a little scary. Like just play with fire. <laughs> she loves to pray before statues. She really enjoys when we see a statue at a church or uh, at home, like she'll point them out. I think she really just, it's, she, I love when she gets to mass and she just kneels down and she closes her eyes and She's and she's a very, very special devotion to her guardian angel. I tell in this the book, Encountering Signs of Faith. I shared this story one time catching her signing like to an imaginary friend. And I just, you know, watched for a little bit. Didn't I was it's called eyes dropping, you know, the hearing people we eavesdrop, but in, in American Sign Language, you eyes drop. But I didn't want to be, you know, too nosy, but I was curious. I'm like, who are you talking to? And I thought she would kind of make up some friend's name. And she looked at me with puzzled look on her face. And she's like, then she signed to me, Mom, I'm talking to my guardian angel. Who do you think I'd be talking to? <laughs> Like, oh, of course she would be. Of, of course she would You're be. You're like, you know what, girl? You're right. My bad. <laughs> I get it. Sorry. Like, wow. How could, how could I not have? So I think she definitely likes her guardian angel and she loves conversations, whether she truly is or isn't. I believe she is. And I love that her, her guardian angel can sign. Wow. That's beautiful. And from the mouth of babes too, she's right. like, mom, who else do you think I would be talking to? You gotta, I mean, you gotta get it together. I mean, come on. You taught yeah. me about them. Yeah, like, I was like, why you would taught you? me like, how would I not? That's so beautiful. Yeah. What is your favorite way to communicate with your daughter via sacramentals? I know that you've probably been through so many, you know, as you were learning to communicate the faith to your daughter in a way that was applicable to her. And I know for many of our friends that experience, you know, hearing disabilities or seeing disabilities or whatever it is, that kind of assistance, I think people don't think about mm-hmm. those things because they're like, well, you know, they're they're just never going to learn. <laughs> Or they'll just never know God in the way that is profound. Like we know God, people with, you know, full abilities can know God. So what, what way do you, did you like communicating with her when you were first kind of starting out and sharing the faith with her? And then what would you say to someone that says, you know, I just don't know if this person who can't hear or, um, you know, or maybe is a, a a little bit mentally delayed. Like, I don't know if they're going to really know God in the same profound way that that I might. Um, what would you say to them? I'm going to answer your questions in reverse because absolutely, 
I think she has a, a, a deeper relationship with God that I will never have this side mm. of heaven. I will never know God in the way that she knows God because of her ability to block out the world and be with God that I wouldn't, I be, believe my whole heart, he wouldn't take away one sense without somehow giving her some other blessing that I don't have because my ears work. And so mm. I would say to anyone who thinks they'll never get it. I remember actually, I again, tell this story in encountering signs of faith that there was a, a first grader who's a second grader, excuse me, whose mother wanted her to receive first communion. And the, the pastor at the time was having a hard time allowing this. And I said, please let me teach her. Please let me prepare her for this sacrament. She taught me things that, I mean, her understanding of the faith was so simple and so beautiful. And I knew she had a, a much more profound faith. She was teaching me. And, mm. and all it took was for a chance to, to be with this child, to listen and to be open to how she was communicating with God. Like we don't all communicate, even completely, if we could say capable or bodily, you know, able people, we don't communicate with God all the same way. We, some people really dig scripture. And, and by the way, that would be my answer to you. I love giving my daughter the scriptures on my hands mm. and, and through the beautiful language of American sign language. It is so expressive. I remember the first time that I had to sign, I interpret the mass for her. I learned how to interpret from a deaf priest, how to interpret the mass. And the first time I had to put the passion on my hands. And here I'm like signing a case. Like everyone can see me my hands going a mile a minute. When I had to put the passion on my hands and interpret that into American mm -hmm. Sign Language, I was bawling my eyes out because it's just, it's very physical. It's very beautiful. Your face, like American Sign Language, your face is one of the parts of the sign. And just to be able to see her eyes just open up to like, oh my gosh, this is what my mom's been trying to read to me. It's very different when it's put to your hands, but I would just to kind of wrap up this whole thought is just to be open to know that God's ways are not our ways. They're far above our ways and his way of communicating, communicating with each and every one of us is beautiful and special. And he would never not make himself fully revealed and known to, uh, to somebody looking to know him. Wow, I love that. That's beautiful. And I can't imagine how much how much deeper your own faith has grown just from your experience of sharing. I know our faith grows when we share it with others as well. So that must be like such a powerful experience, especially as a mommy to be able to have that bond with your child. That's 100%. that's like so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, and my pleasure. Yeah, and I and I believe that children have far greater insights on life than adults do. Sometimes I'll talk to my goddaughter or my nephew and they're both three and and the things that, that they say, I'm like, wow, I just, what are you <laughs> like, huh? Yeah, I'm like, wow. I mean, obviously you haven't been jaded by the world, which is a beautiful thing yeah. and you should have no worries as a child uh, and hopefully as an adult, but it's like, it's just so wonderful hearing them talk and hearing things that are important to them. And, mm -hmm. and my goddaughter sometimes will say, I'll say like, okay, Noel, we're going to go to mass. And she's like, okay, we're going to go see Jesus. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, Jesus loves pancakes. And I'm like, does he? And she's like, yeah, you know, Jesus uh -huh. loves pancakes. I'm like, does Noel love pancakes and want pancakes? And she's like, yeah. And Jesus <laughs> does too. And I'm like, you know what? 
Sure. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Who am I to think that Jesus didn't love a sweet treat? And, you know, from the mouth of babes, it just really brings our faith to a place that is simple and beautiful mm-hmm. and and communal, right? And yes. like the Lord just wants to know us. And sometimes we get so lost in the heady things that we forget that this is a person that wants a relationship with us. And I, it's so beautiful how kids can do that. Absolutely. And bring us back to that place of like, wow, this is actually about a relationship and someone that wants you so badly that they died for you. So like, what a, I can't imagine, Uh, I communicate that to Noel, my goddaughter, but even in ways that when I communicate it, I'm like, yeah, he, you know, he died because he loves you so much. And, but getting into the nitty gritty, explaining that to a child, it's like hearing, like watching her face be so Mm. like, oh my gosh, what? (laughs) You know? And she's like, wait, huh? You know, like, is he coming back? And I'm like, yes, he's still here. And she's like, wow. You know, but it's, it's just such a beautiful thing. So I, I so appreciate you sharing and it's, it's, kids are just such a gift in that way. And definitely lessons for us adults that can get a little bogged, um, (laughs) bogged down by our day to days. So So at the end of every one of our episodes, we ask each guest about something that gives them hope this week. If you'd like some time to think about it, I can go first. Or if you're ready, you can go. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I think I know. I think I have an answer for that. Ooh, wonderful. Okay. What is something that's giving you hope this week? Well, it's something that gives me hope every week. And one of the things I love about sacramentals is that there's promises with many of the sacramentals. There's 15 promises of the rosary. There's promises with the the sacred heart devotion. There's just all these, the scapula, there's all these beautiful promises from God. And I'm a person with great anxiety. And I Mm. know that God doesn't make promises. He doesn't intend to keep. He's not going to make a covenant with us and break it because he can't, he can't go against his own nature. So I love holding on to the hope of those those promises that come with the sacramentals that, that if I have this devotion to the rosary, which I do, that he will, that the blessed mother will be there in that when by death to present me to her son, she will not let me die alone, that she will you know, make sure I get the sacraments before I die. There's just so many beautiful promises. And those are the things that I hold on to and with, with hope every day, not just this week. Wow, that's beautiful and very inspiring too. Man, I need to pick up my rosary. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so something that gives me hope is just being in an environment. I work at the Diocese of Orlando here in Florida and being in an environment where I'm constantly encouraged to foster mm. my own faith life, whether that's through, mostly it's through just sharing the faith with others and speaking to parish youth ministers and directors of religious education and just, you know, encouraging them to live a life of faith that is dynamic, just as dynamic as when they first took their job, which oftentimes for many people that work in ministry, there is this period where you just are like deceased. (laughs) You just cannot do faith things anymore. So I am hopeful in my job to be able to provide that encouragement to others and then, you know, be encouraged in my own spiritual life as I share, you know, just to like stay consistent. And even when I'm feeling tired or when the last thing I want to do is talk about how we need to set up for mass, I'm encouraged that that is a good work and that the Lord wants me there. So I'm, I'm really hopeful and happy to be in that position. It's a real gift. 
So Allison, where can we find more about what you're doing and where can we follow your journey? I have a website called Reconciled to You, Reconciled to You. And all my social media is also Reconciled to You. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. I haven't kind of gone into TikTok worlds yet. My gray hair shows that I'm probably not quite the (laughs) audience for that. But anyway, (laughs) Instagram, Facebook, Reconciled to You and visit my website, ReconciledToYou.com. Wonderful. Well, we'll make sure to put that in our show notes so people can check that out. And don't worry about TikTok. It's a, I mean, it's a, it's a crazy <laughs> app. And honestly, there's a part on TikTok where they show you how many hours you've watched TikToks. And I'm afraid to go on it because I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Sometimes I'll like be watching TikToks and the sun will go down. Like it'll be a whole different day. So <laughs> I think, so I think that you are probably good. It is, it is for your greater good. I'm yeah. interested to see what studies 15 years from now say like people that watch TikToks, like, I don't know, forgot how to feed themselves. It it has to be something like that. I'm not, I'm I'm concerned about myself, but you are good. And we'll make sure to put that in our show notes. We are so happy that you are, you were able to speak with us this evening and we're so grateful for everyone that will listen to this. I think they'll really enjoy it. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This was a real blessing, even at Ah. nine o'clock at night. Ah, wonderful. (laughs) Okay. I'll make sure to schedule all my interviews at like 11 p.m. Wonderful. (laughs) Great. Well, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you so much to Allison for being our guest. Make sure to check out her new book, Encountering Signs of Faith, where she talks all about her journey with her daughter, sacramentals, the saints, and the abundant grace of God. It is a wonderful book, and she has an amazing story. And we're so grateful that she was able to share it with us today um, and give us a little bit of an experience of how we can teach the faith and learn more about the faith in different unexpected ways. So I hope that y'all enjoyed this episode. We're so grateful to have y'all as listeners. And I look forward to talking with y'all the next episode. Please pray for me. I'll be praying for you. God bless. This show is a production of the Spoke Street Media Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, visit SpokeStreet.com.